Hey, hey, everyone! Welcome to the show. We had another unveiling recently, and I didn't—I didn't actually know this was happening. But the 2021 Chevrolet Tahoe and Suburban are upon us. They are here, and if you've guessed that it would have a very Silverado-esque front end, you were right on the money. However, however, I initially thought it was ugly as mess. I really thought when I first saw it that Chevrolet had botched another design. Looking at it now, a day after the unveiling, I actually kind of like it. This is probably their best, one of their best modern SUV designs so far. But anyway, before we, we get into depth about that, although that's really about it, they added a Silverado front end to the Tahoe, and there you go, you have a really good idea of what it looks like. Let's get into the specs. This article is on Road and Track and is written by Brian Silvestro. Chevrolet has finally revealed a new version of its Tahoe and Suburban full-size SUVs, packing new looks, an available diesel engine, and independent rear suspension. Thank God! The 2021 Tahoe and Suburban borrow much of their new design from the 2020 Silverado pickup, as I said, with thin headlights, a horizontally split grille, and C-shaped daytime running lights. The off-road Focus Z71 package is especially striking thanks to its blacked-out grille, modified bumper, skid plate, tow hooks, and all-terrain tires. The two SUVs have grown in size for 2021. The Tahoe is 6.7 inches longer than the previous model, it didn't need to be, with a wheelbase that is 4.9 inches longer, that also didn't need to be longer. That means more legroom for the second and third row seats and a maximum cargo capacity of 122.9 cubic feet, or nearly 30 more than the 2020 Tahoe. It's the same story with the Suburban, the wheelbase is 4.1 inches longer, that one really did not need to be longer. And the overall body length has increased by 1.3 inches. Not so bad. Cargo room is up 23 cubic feet. The 2021 Tahoe and Suburban will be available with three engines. A pair of gasoline V8s and, for the first time, a Duramax diesel inline 6. A 5.3 liter V8 making 355 horsepower and 383 pound-feet of torque is standard on LS, LT, Z71, RST, and Premier trims. A larger capacity 6.2 liter V8 making, making 420 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque is optional on those trims, but standard on the high country. Both engines have tech-like direct injection, variable valve timing, and cylinder deactivation on board. The Duramax diesel is a 3-liter turbocharged inline-six unit, optional on all trims except the off-road Focus Z71. Chevy says it's a totally new design, utilizing an aluminum block, iron cylinder liners, a forged steel crankshaft, forged connecting rods, and blended aluminum plus silicon pistons for maximum heat resistance. It's quoted at 277 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque. All three engines are paired to a 10-speed automatic transmission. Perhaps the biggest change for the Tahoe and Suburban in 2021 is the addition of a fully independent suspension. Chevy redesigned the chassis to accept a multi-link setup in the rear, which it says transforms the driving experience, improving ride quality, responsiveness, and overall control for the driver. Another big change is the optional air suspension, available only on the High Country and Z71 models. With 4 inches of total travel, it's able to lower itself automatically at highway speeds and drop 2 inches for passenger entry and exit. Also new for 2021 is magnetic ride control, standard on the Premier and High Country trims, and available as an option on the Z71. It uses sensors to read the road and continually adjusts to improve ride quality, providing a superior experience versus the standard fixed suspension setup. New standard tech 
in the 2021 Tahoe and Suburban include automatic emergency braking, front pedestrian braking, rear park assist, automatic headlights, hitch guidance for, hitch guidance for trailering, and forward collision alerts. Optional are things like rear pedestrian alerts, blind zone alerts, lane departure warnings, and a heads-up display. Inside, occupants will find a 10-inch touchscreen as standard, as well as a 4.2-inch screen in the gauge cluster for LS, LT, RST, and Z71 models. A larger 8-inch screen comes standard in the Premier and High Country trims. Chevrolet has yet to release pricing for the 2021 Tahoe and Suburban, but says the two will go on sale in mid-2020. And if you're wondering, we do not have the we don't have the Cadillac Escalade unveil or or really information just yet, but I would expect for that to be really, really soon. Also, before I forget, assuming GM isn't gonna bamboozle us, the GMC Yukon, I'd expect for that to come out soon. And what I meant by uh, assuming they don't bamboozle us is assuming that they don't just stop the GMC Yukon for no reason whatsoever. Speaking of which, I actually just found this piece of information. Underpinning the highly profitable duo is GM's T1 truck platform that will also be used by the next generation Cadillac Escalade and GMC Yukon. So there you go, we are getting a next generation GMC Yukon. This platform also, actually, before I continue, this article, the one that I'm reading that information from is on Car Scoops written by Brad Anderson. So not this isn't the Road and Track article. This platform also adopts GM's Global B electrical architecture and supports over-the-air updates as well as advanced network security for highly automated driving technologies. For those wanting to know a little bit more about the cargo capacity of these SUVs, I've got you covered. What this means is that in the, in the Tahoe, cargo space behind the third row has increased by 66% for a total storage capacity of 122.9 cubic feet, while luggage space in the, luggage space in the Suburban is up by 19% to 144.7 cubic feet. The larger footprints of the vehicles also mean that the third row passengers in the Tahoe gain 10 inches of additional legroom, while those in the Suburbans, second and third rows each have two inches of, ex of extra legroom. What they were referring to was due to the fact that the 2021 Tahoe and Suburban have grown in size, they have more legroom and better space and, and so on and so forth. Oh, in fact, we actually have the wheelbases here. Okay, so the wheelbases for the 2020 Tahoe was 116 inches, 2021, 120.9, a 4.9 increase, 4.9 inch increase. Overall length for the 2020 Tahoe was 204 inches. The 2021 Tahoe is 210.7 inches, a 6.7 inch increase. Legroom for the second row is 39 inches, uh, 30, 39 inches dead. 2021 is 42 inches dead, so three, a three inch increase. Legroom for the third row for the 2020 Tahoe is 24.8 inches. The 2021, the new one, is 34.9 inches. 10, a 10.1 inch increase. Cargo room behind the third row in cubic feet. The 2020, the current one, or the current Tahoe, is 15.3 cubic feet. Whereas the 2021 Tahoe, the new one, is 25.5 inches, or sorry, 25.5 cubic feet. A 10.2 cubic feet increase for the new Tahoe. For the Suburban wheelbase, the 2020 Suburban, the old one, or the current one, 30 inches. For the 2021 Suburban, the new one, 34.1 inches, a 4.1 inch increase. Overall length in inches for the 2020 Suburban is 224.4 inches for the 2021 Suburban. 
225.7 inches, a 1.3 inch increase for the new Suburban. Not as much as the Tahoe. Legroom for the second row in inches is 39.7 inches in the 2020 Suburban. For the 2021 Suburban is 42 inches dead, so a 2.3 inch increase. Legroom for the third row for the 2020 Suburban is 34.5 inches. Legroom in the third row for the 2021 Suburban is 36.7 inches, a 2.2 inch increase. Cargo room behind the third row in cubic feet for the 2020 Suburban is 39.3 cubic inches. The 2021 Suburban, 41.1 cubic feet or a 1.8 cubic feet in, or cubic foot increase. Max cargo room also in cubic feet for the 2020 Suburban is 121.7 cubic feet. For the 2021 Suburban, the new one, 144.7 cubic feet. A 23 cubic foot increase. What the mess? And lastly, let's talk a bit about the, the looks of the interior. Because we talked about the exterior. There really isn't that much to talk about there. It looks pretty much like your standard Tahoe. The front end has a Silverado front end on it. The taillights look good. Not too, too much different there. Again, there really isn't a whole lot to discuss here. Because it's still this still looks pretty much like a Tahoe, including the rear end. However, with that being said, it looks like they added some Tahoe text onto it. At the very least the Z71 off-road package, so maybe you'll be able to look forward to that as a difference. But again, generally, there really isn't that much different here from the outside, excluding the front end. There really isn't that much to talk about regarding the exterior of the Tahoe, because again, it's pretty much standard affair. So let's talk about the interior. Thankfully, it seems they've done a much better job than what they did with the Silverado when it comes to updating and indeed upgrading their interior on the Tahoe and indeed the Suburban. However, there is one thing that that does trouble me. If you can, I want you to go look up 2020 Jeep Grand Cherokee interior right now and then look at the center infotainment screen. You can see that it's wrapped with a silver with a silver trim around it that also goes around the air vent. Looks good. Chevrolet has done a very similar thing with the Tahoe except that their touchscreen unfortunately standard affair for most automakers these days, sticks up out of the dash and almost on top of it as well. So the silver outline doesn't perfectly wrap around like on the Jeep, it gets cut off at the top where the touchscreen is. The thing is, the touchscreen also sits above the air vent, and the way Chevrolet split it is they took, there, there's a bar that separates the air vent and the touchscreen and the, and the center infotainment screen. And it can be had in the same color and perhaps even the same material as the rest of the dash and indeed the interior. So if you have a tan interior, that little bar separating the infotainment screen from the air vents can either be tan or maybe even brown or definitely black. And it looks so clumsy. On one hand, I would have preferred if it was black, just so it wouldn't draw so much attention to itself. I'm thinking the best solution for that, though, would have been to simply get rid of the leather bar because that's what it is it's a leather bar that splits the two get rid of the leather part of it and just put some buttons there just put some redundant buttons there because below that on the lower center console you have where your hvac controls typically are and you have and then you have your your skip a power button for some reason track a home button i'm assuming a volume button somewhere so basically your normal radio controls Man, they really, they really designed themselves into a corner here because I'm not saying they should put the volume buttons where that bar is that splits the sat-nav and the vents. However, I would definitely say 
put like the skip button in, maybe the track button in, maybe the home button where that bar could have been. Because then, then it would have made sense for the switch because, oh, hey, it's right below the touch screen. I don't have to look so look down in the interior as much to, to find those buttons. Having it right below the touch screen would have made a lot of sense. They didn't do that. They put all the buttons lower, sort of like near the transmission tunnel. That Not that low down, but again, the lower center console. Having the HVAC controls there would have been fine. But they then added the some of the radio controls on top of the HVAC controls. And that's what I don't understand. And you're probably asking, well, why? Why couldn't they just put those buttons where the vents are? The reason why is because on the right side, of, of that silver outline for the Tahoe, you have what I'm assuming is a cubby area. And to the left of that, you have your gear selector. And it's not even a gear selector, it's just buttons. You have park, and, and it's it's properly buttons. It's buttons like push button, start button, push button, gear. So park is a button, reverse is a button, neutral is a button, and drive is a button. All of those are buttons with something to the right of it that I don't understand whatever it is. It's some, some cubby area, I guess. The point being, though, that those areas are already being taken up where the vents normally would be because generally, well, as far as FCA design goes, the vents flank the touchscreen, the, the center infotainment screen. GM hasn't done that. GM has put the vents below that in the middle, like directly, not directly, but below where the touchscreen is, but in the center. So the sides are taken up by anything but air vents. And so then the question is, well, if you move the air vents to the sides and, and have it sort of flank the touchscreen very much like FCA, where would the gear selector buttons go? Where, where are you going to put that? The way to best improve this design without changing it too much is to get rid of that ridiculous leather bar that splits the center touchscreen and the vent and then just put some radio controls there. Perhaps even a volume button. <sighs> However, the only problem with putting a volume button there is I would bet you it would be so, it would be a bit too small for anyone to to be able to dial with gloves on. It would it would solve the issue though. That's what I would do. That's what I would do because having that leather bar there just looks really clumsy because the thing is, it stops right where the gear selector and a cubby hole is. So it doesn't even connect with the rest of the interior. It's a floating bar of leather for no purpose other than to split the vents and the touchscreen where you could have had radio controls there. That would have made a lot more sense. Outside of that though, the interior seems to be Pretty nice, actually. Okay, it's not perfect for many for other reasons than that aside, because I think the HVAC and the radio controls there, maybe they're a little bit low. And perhaps it's a lot of buttons in one area that aren't immediately split by anything. But it's not Chevrolet's worst design. They could have they could have done a lot worse. So okay. Okay, it gets a pass. Not not their worst design, but that, that leather that that leather bar in the middle just doesn't doesn't make any sense. Overall though. It seems like Chevrolet has done a really has done a fairly good job with upgrading with this new generation Tahoe and and Suburban. They did a good job upgrading it, seemingly visually anyway, interior and exterior. They did a good job. We'll we'll have to wait and see what the general consensus is once press fleets start getting them. And also before I forget, there is a 15 inch heads up display that is offered as a rear seat media. No 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 no. You get a rear seat media package that has dual 12.6 inch touchscreens for the rear passengers. Imagine your kids basically playing with a, with a I mean, they, they probably already do that anyway, but it's attached to the seats. It's almost like having an iPad built in to your Tahoe. That 
part of me doesn't like because like oh yay more more technology like this in a car but on the other hand i'm like okay it's kind of cool that they were able to fit screens that big onto the back of onto the back of their seats so i'm, I'm sort of conflicted but i think i'm airing on that that's that's kind of cool getting back to that 15 inch thing though apparently it's a 15 inch heads up display i'm not sure i understand what that means but i personally think that that might be a bit too big I don't know right now. We'll have to wait and see. But that, I'm I'm kind of intrigued by that. Mostly, I think I'm mostly dreading it though, because a 15-inch heads-up display sounds about seven inches too big. Anyway, though, I hope you all enjoy. What do you think of the new Tahoe? I'm not as disappointed by it, to be honest with you. I'm, I was more disappointed with the 2020 Silverado and Silverado HDs. Those were significantly less impressive in my mind but yeah i don't think chevrolet did an awful job seemingly they haven't done an awful job don't forget to like comment and share wherever you are subscribe if you're on youtube and hit the notification bell so you so you're notified every time i upload i will see you all soon